What's going on guys and welcome to the channel. If you're here, you're probably looking for tax strategies, so make sure you hit that subscribe button. I am Kristen and I am your host and Marit is a CPA and my personal CPA and is my co-host. So today we're here. Hi guys. <laughs> so today we're here to talk about LLCs. That's why you clicked on the video. So let's dive right in. So Marit, if I am thinking about opening a business, maybe I'm an influencer in the fitness industry. Maybe I might make around a thousand dollars a month, twelve thousand dollars a year. I was thinking about starting an LLC. Do I need one? Well, okay, let's talk about LLCs and small business owners for a minute. People and a lot of times they think that they cannot start the business until they have an LLC in place. But if you're already out there kind of like doing your fitness, you're making a thousand dollars a month, you're charging your customers, guess what? You already have a business, you're a business owner. So before you even start worrying about the LLC, I would say as your lovely tax guru, <laughs> you wanna start tracking your deductions. That's what I think is a lot more important in the beginning rather than, oh, I need to get my LLC right away. What you need to do is start tracking your expenses because if you're making a thousand dollars a month, $12,000 a year. We don't want you to pay taxes on all of that. You need to have your expenses, you know, your commute. Do you have a home office? What did you need to do your business? That's a lot more important, I think. Wait, so you're telling me that if I didn't start an LLC and I was just say a sole proprietor, I still can write off my expenses? Yes, yes. Everybody thinks that you can't, but no, you can. If you are in business, to make a profit, if you have started a venture, a side hustle, because you want to make money, track every single expense that you have. Now, an LLC, because that's what this video is about, it is an important. It's important for asset protection in your business. That's one thing. So, the first caveat you kind of want to look at when you're thinking. So now I'm in business. I'm making some money. I know that I need to track my expenses, so I don't have to pay as many taxes. We move into you know you getting an LLC once you start thinking about what do i have to protect what kind of assets do i have in the business that i need to make sure if i'm out training someone in the gym and they hurt themselves and they want to blame it on me are they going to sue my are they going to sue me and want to take my personal home and my personal car or do i have an llc and then they can sue the llc and there's not, a lot less inside for them to take so that's one of the reasons we you know, suggest an LLC when you're in business is how scary is your business in terms of liability? That's a really good point too. So it's not just a financial reason to make up an LLC. It could be a, a, a protection, like a asset protection um, against you personally, which is wonderful. That's a really good point. Yeah, it's actually not really for finances at all until you start making a lot of money. And I'm sure everybody's heard about the S Corp. And one of the main tenants to create an S Corp, which is for finances, because that's going to save you money on taxes, you have to have an LLC in place. And ideally, you want to have the LLC in place for the full year so that if you have to file as an S Corp, you're able to take the full year of income and expenses and save money on everything. But you're not gonna even start thinking about filing as an S Corp until you have a net income of like 40 or $50,000. So it's one step at a time. You start your business, 
you make sure that you're tracking all your expenses. Then as you really start to get serious and get going in your business, you're going to think, okay, maybe I should get an LLC because there's actual liability here. I need to protect myself, protect my family. And also I'm actually starting to do really good. And if I want to save money on taxes, I need to have it in place. So it's a step-by-step process. But also if you look at particular states like California, New Jersey, they have these corporation taxes. And the second you file, you register your LLC with the state, then you have to pay a flat fee no matter what. In California, it's $800 every year to have your LLC. So if you're not prepared, if you're making nothing and you're like, $800 just to have an LLC open, maybe reevaluate what you're doing there. Take it into consideration because another thing, a lot of them have to be renewed every year. So there's maintenance involved, fees involved, money involved. You want to make sure you're serious about your business and you're really kind of getting right. going. So this is it. not just a hobby. You have an actual business. Yeah, I would say so. Or if you have a hobby that's high liability, maybe consider. And that's the thing. People always say, well, it's just a hobby. In my opinion, if you really, really want to start making money in your life, then you should turn your hobby into an actual side business because then you can take something you would normally pay for like your phone. The money's going out anyway, but if you have a side business and you're using your phone for your side business, now you're able to deduct that expense and you still have money going out for your phone like you would, but any money coming in that you know, normally you would pay taxes on for the phone. You've just deducted the oh, tax yeah, that's expense amazing. on that. So that's why it's great too. Yeah, you got to do that side hustle always and forever. Turn it into a business and then you can start to get really creative, yeah. which we're going to talk about <laughs> on this channel. We're going to give you guys Amen all the, the tips, ups. all the tricks. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah. So when would you know, when would somebody know that they're ready to actually go in and start the LLC? They have the business. When, when am I ready to start the LLC? I would say take a look at your overall business structure and look at your estimated income for the year. If you think you're going to be making like thirty dollars or $40,000, it'd probably be in your best interest to have the LLC created so that you have that opportunity to use the advanced tax strategies if you need them. You can also look at your liability, your risks, what assets do you need to protect, how high risk is your business. In general, it's the golden rule to create an LLC when you have a business or when you have a rental property, because it's just asset protection and it opens the doors for so many things. But the whole point is that you don't need one to start a business. It's a stepping stone. It comes in order as you kind of start to solidify what you're doing and where you're going. Then we start to take a look at an LLC, but don't, don't let it hold you back from starting. You know, I have a client who came to me and they had this great idea and they're like, well, I can't start my business until I have an LLC. And I'm like, yes, you can start it tomorrow. Start selling, start making money, start tracking your expenses. Let's take a look at what you've got going on and then we'll move forward from there. Yeah, but don't let it hold you back. the big thing, and you keep saying like tracking, 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 <laughs> the amount of people that don't track what they're doing just blows my mind every time I hear people say like, oh, I don't keep my books or I don't really watch my receipts. Like, Guys, if you own a business or you have a side hustle, keep the receipts, track your books, track your expenses, track your income. You need these numbers. This is important. You're going to scare your CPA. <laughs> Am I right? It's not as easy as you say, though. Some people are very confused. They think they need to go out and they need to have an LLC so they can get a business bank account and use an EIN 
And that's not even the case. What I did when I was starting my business, when it was really a tiny baby, just to make it easy for me, and I don't want to miss these deductions that maybe I paid out of my personal card, I just opened another checking account. Inside my bank where I already had my other checkings, checking accounts, I opened one and I made it specifically for my business and I got a little debit card and then I got a credit card that was specifically for my business and it wasn't a business account that has like the $100 a year fee. That's better, obviously, that shows, especially when you get an LLC, it shows that you're treating your business as a separate entity, but even it's a good faith effort and it's easier for you to just go online, open another checking account and be like, this is my business account. I'm gonna run everything through there. And then you can either connect it to an accounting software like QuickBooks, or you can, when you pull it out, you just are gonna be able to easily have it all there. And you're gonna make sure too, you don't miss out on the deductions. Cause I can't tell you how much money we've saved in clients by saying, okay, this is a great start. Obviously we wanna get, find all of your business deductions. So start looking through your personal bank accounts. What did you accidentally pay using your personal debit card? What did you accidentally pay? And we find a lot more all the time. So, you know, that's another good thing, I think, to keep in mind because people <laughs> definitely, you're right, scares your CPA when they come in and they're like, I have a business, I have no financial statements, but it's also on their side, they don't know how to do it. So that's a great easy way to start is just, Put everything in a separate bank account. They call it commingling yeah. funds. Don't commingle your That's funds. That's a really, really good your suggestion. Funds is bad. <laughs> um, so, how would somebody start the LLC? Like, how do you take action to act to actually start the LLC? Is that something like? Well, is that something you do as a CPA? Um, do I need an attorney? As a CPA, that's crossing the lines of legal work, which we okay. have very distinct boundaries. That's the unauthorized practice of law is what they say. So a CPA is not going to start the LLC for you. It's recommended, highly recommended you go to an attorney. You don't use legal Zoom or do it yourself, but people do. So look, if you're going to do it yourself, you need to be aware of these things. You need to be aware that it's going to be very basic, especially, oh my gosh, if you are in a partnership, I would highly recommend you go see an attorney. If there is more than one person in your business, I don't think that you should create it using, you know, just going to your government website or using LegalZoom because everything is a really basic and cookie cutter when it comes to contracts and the operating agreement inside. And then you know, who's going to share the profit and the loss and all these details inside the contracts that are inside the creation of the LLC. If you were ever to be in an IRS audit, they want your operating agreement. They want to know who's splitting what. If you are ever to be in a lawsuit, they're going to most certainly look at your contracts and your legal documents of the business. And if you've created it in this super basic cookie cutter way, it's not going to benefit you at all. So I always would recommend going to see an attorney to do it. If you're just like, no way, I'm not doing that. I'm not spending the money. Then you need to be really careful about making sure that the operating agreement and everything is protecting you. And especially if you're going to move into being taxed as an S corp, there's even more legal documents that you really want to have in place. Otherwise the IRS could come in and just revoke your S election and make you pay all the taxes back. So that's kind of a hard one for me because I know people, especially when you're starting out and you don't have a lot of money and you're like, I can't really afford to pay a lawyer. You want to do it yourself. And I mean, if you have to, 
there's nothing stopping you to tell you no. And then maybe as you get more money in your business, you see a lawyer to have them amend it and do a corporate cleanup and fix your contracts and your operating agreement. But yeah. And also you need to be aware that in a lot of states, there's two things. There's either you have to renew every year or you never have to renew and your LLC never disappears. Every state is so different in the way they treat the registering and keeping the LLCs going. That's another thing. If you're just going to handle it all by yourself, you're going to miss something. And I've had a lot of clients that have come and been like, I want to file as an S corp. You know, I need to save money. I made a lot of money this year and then come to find out their LLC has been inactive for like uh, one year, two years, three years, four years. And technically you can't file as an S corp if you don't have an active LLC. So it's an important thing that always I would suggest getting so for me, I know we you. started, I started my <laughs> business back in 2016, yeah. my nutrition and training business. And it was literally an idea and a hobby that took a couple of years, like anything else, any side hustle. And it took a couple of years to so 2016. I started as more of a sole prop. And then probably 2019, I created an LLC. I had an LLC created. And then in 2020, we killed it. And Chris and I, Chris is my husband, for those of you that don't know, we sat down and we do our homework. Guys, you're here because you're here to do your homework and stay on top of your tax strategies. So if you're not doing so already, click the subscribe button. Me and Chris sat down at the end of 2020 and said, oh my God, we are going to get screwed in taxes. I am going to write a check to Uncle Sam that makes me sweat. <laughs> And I'm not comfortable with this. What can I do? So we did our homework and we studied. I hired an attorney. There's that attorney. Um, we discussed everything that I had, all of my options. And then in 2020, we actually filed the S-Corp election at the end of the year. I waited until mid-November when I finally realized, like, we are going to get screwed. So it was literally the end of the year, but because... I already had the LLC in place. It saved my butt. It was amazing. So the the S Corp, let's get into that a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. The S Corp yeah. is, I think it's my favorite because it saved me so much money. But <laughs> I know it freaks people out too because <laughs> when you start to get into a more profitable business, now you're hiring attorneys, you have, you, you really should have a CPA at this point. People get nervous about spending more money, but the tax savings, man, the tax savings, that's what does it for me. I love this. I love the S Corp. And I have to admit, I have to tell you, it's kind of embarrassing, but I used to be a little bit anti S Corp. And as you just said, you need to have an, you should, probably should be having legal help at that point. You should be having a CPA. Now I realize that's why, because the S Corp, it takes a little more work on the taxpayers part. It takes more of an investment to keep, there are a lot more rules if you wanna do the S Corp. And I would have all these people come and they weren't doing any of it. And I was like, this is awful. Like you're trying to do this tax strategy, but you don't wanna do any of the work behind it. And it's high liability, right? Like you have to follow the rules if you wanna play the game and tax strategy, tax saving, it's all a game. And so you have to make sure you're following the rules. And that's where the S Corp comes into play to absolutely save you. And what you were saying when you said that you um, had done the biz, 
you would realize in November that you were screwed, but you had had the LLC all year, so you were good. That was why I said, the LLC, if you can project that you might make a lot of money and you just put it in place, you can go back and you can do a late S election to the beginning of the year. And then you can take all that money and save in taxes for the full year to have to have the LLC in place. So we have an LLC, right? So we're talking about making an S election. When do you know, like, I know I freaked out and it was November. I probably would have been less in freak out mode had I realized it sooner. But is there a dollar amount that you should see on paper where you're like, oh, let's do this now. We're ready. Let's dive into the S-Corp. Yes. And the most important thing is knowing what your dollar amount is on paper. It goes back to what you've said in the past about doing your books and tracking your expenses and your deductions. How do you know that you're going to sit? If you go and you do your taxes and all of a sudden you have made all this money and you didn't know it because you weren't tracking it that becomes a problem and it gets messy to do the S election. But I actually would say if it's your first year and it's kind of crept up on you, like it crept up on you and all of a sudden in November, you were like, holy cow, we're going to get screwed. That's actually a really great time because November still gives you time to run the payroll and do all of the things that you need to do. And you can still make the late S election. But I would say the dollar amount, the standard amount that most of the tax practitioners go by is around $40,000 in net income. So this is your gross income, what you made, you take out all of your expenses, everything you can find, and eventually you don't have any more. When you start looking at $40,000, $50,000, that's definitely when you want to consider making the S election and when having the LLC in place will save you. Um, I have another question actually, and I don't know the answer to this. Can you go right into an S Corp. Like you have this business that you are, this is going to be crazy viable. Can you just get an S Corp without having an LLC to start? Yes, I actually have a client. Um, just the other day, we were talking to him about, we had a phone call with an attorney. He's gonna be setting up another LLC for himself and we are instantly gonna be doing the paperwork, the legal documents to support an S election. He's going to, the attorney is going to provide him with all of the extra articles of incorporation and things that he needs. It's still an LLC though. He's creating an LLC, but the attorney is going to give him the extra documentation to support it being an S Corp because an S Corp is this little hybrid where you can be registered with your state as an LLC or a corporation. And either way, then you elect S Corp status with the IRS. So, and then the IRS says, okay, well, you can be an LLC, but you need to follow these corporation rules. And some of these taxation things, it'll be like a corporation, but some will be like an LLC. So you kind of have to do both sides of the coin. You have to do a little corporate things like keep your meeting minutes and you need to have your shareholders. And the way you take um, reimbursements from the company is different. If you allow them to use your car, your personal car, it's different than if it was just an LLC, a sole proper, whatever. So you got this hybrid. And when it comes to the legal documentation, you want to make sure that you're following those corporate rules that the IRS expects you to follow if you're going to be taking S Corp status. But it's actually the easiest, best case scenario if right from the jump, you can elect the S-Corp status with the IRS because then you don't have to file 
there's kind of paperwork when you do it late, like in November, you have to file extra paperwork and then they have to approve you. Whereas if from the very beginning, you just go in and you file your paperwork within the first three months of the year, you can definitely start going directly using the S Corp election and do it if you think that you're gonna be making a lot of money. So you have to do some extra things. Um, so you have to do, you have to keep your corporate books, you said. So that's one thing that's extra. Do you have to do that with an LLC as well? It depends on your state. They Different states have different requirements on how they want you to maintain the LLC. So I would say you would wanna look with, and that's just another reason why doing it yourself can get dangerous. That's why you wanna, if you, you go through an attorney they are well-educated on a state-by-state -state basis, and they can tell you the things that your state expects you to do to keep your business registered with them. When you file your tax return, is it done differently than an LLC versus, of course, the S-Corp? Yes, because an LLC doesn't have a tax return. The tax return is, is it just you? doesn't matter if you have an LLC. If it's just you and you have an elected S-Corp, you're gonna file a Schedule C. If it's me and you, and we have an elected an S-Corp, but we're an LLC, we're a partnership, it's two people. You're gonna file a partnership tax return. So taking the LLC out of it, they kind of do it by number of people. If it's one person, it's a Schedule C, you're a sole prop. If it's two or more, you're a partnership. You can have 50 and you're a partnership until you either elect to be taxed as a corporation, you file a corporate return or elect to be taxed as an S corp and then you file an S corp return. So the LLC is really, the IRS doesn't care if your business has one or not in terms of actual tax filing until you elect S corp status. And then that means you have a you now have a business tax return to file separately from your personal. Yeah, yes. And the partnership return is a separate business tax return too. But that I think right. I always look at it. I could be totally wrong. This is just me kind of, I've always speculated that the IRS is kind of like, the S Corp is a thing and it saves people money and they know that it saves people money. So they're going to make it, they're going to give you more hoops to jump through to get there, right? And a lot of people are, tr mm -hmm. they just kind of try to get around the hoops. They don't want to do it. And then it's an audit risk and that's up to you, but you can do it and you can save a lot of money and it's totally worth it. But you have to kind of be willing to put in that extra work. Otherwise you're stepping into a little landmine and you don't know if it's going to explode or not, but that's kind of how taxes are. And so I'm so happy that we get to share this with our subscribers because we want to save you guys from the landmines. They're everywhere. In tax land, they're everywhere. It's like a treacherous world in tax land. But if you know some of these things and you educate yourself, then you will be so much better off. And it's worth it in terms of savings. Hand over fist worth it. It's worth it to educate yourself because you might get a tax preparer who says that they can file you an S-Corp return and then they do it wrong. I can't tell you, and it can be a CPA, sorry, I love my CPAs out there. I can't tell you how many clients have come to me with old returns filed by CPAs, and not only are they awful, they have done their client no favors in terms of tax savings, even with an S-Corp. You have to find someone who's proficient, who can not only file it correctly, but who can help guide you on the things that you need to do, and who's gonna be active with you to make sure that you're saving money because, you know, no one, people, tax pre preparers are not going to do that. A lot of them just want to get you in. They want to get you out. So it's up to you to kind of know the questions to ask and 
be a dangerous client where you're coming to them with ideas and questions and they can answer them and they want to help you and they want you to grow. So I have a taboo scenario. An OnlyFans girl, we know that there's tons of them out there, has $100,000, made $100,000. Do they, could they, and do they need an escort? Okay, so I'm going to hope that they had an LLC from the beginning of the year if they're looking at $100,000 in net income, because if they don't, they're going to be paying roughly $15,000 in self-employment tax, as well as regular federal tax on that 100K. Um, if they did have an LLC in place, then we can do a retroactive S election and we can cut the SE tax to, even if we did $40,000 in wages, then they would only pay the self-employment tax of like $6,000. So that's a really big tax savings. And then the rest will just flow through Huge. with federal tax, no SE tax. So yeah, that's where an S corp would real, I mean, save you for sure. So you got to have that LLC in place. Yeah, and I know a lot of people, like I said earlier, get nervous about, you know, and now I got to hire an attorney and all these all these things. I have to hire a CPA and all this costs money. But in the long run, to spend a couple thousand dollars between an attorney and a CPA to make sure that you're covered, you're st- you're going to save all that money on taxes later. That's amazing. So you you're still ending up on top. So making that investment in your financial future is so beneficial. Yeah. And wouldn't you want to, I always tell my clients, the money's going to go out the door either way. So wouldn't you want to spend it on an attorney and a CPA and a million other things that benefit you in your life and that are just going to help you level up rather than just write a check to the government and pay it in taxes? I mean, that's just how it is. Because I have also had clients that are kind of, they don't love my prices. I'm like, okay, well, that's great. Then you're still going to be paying it. I'm going to save you the taxes. You're going to pay me and then have some extra, or you're going to pay me. And then you're going to put some in your retirement or you're going to pay the government. I mean, to me, I feel like it's a really easy, you know, decision, but sometimes you have to lay it out for people like that because they just, they hear the word CPA, they hear the word attorney, and they're just like, that's too much money. That's too expensive, but they don't realize the money that could be saved and it's going to benefit them. It's just like, the better choice always. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that girl making $100,000, if she did not set up an LLC early in the year and she just started her OnlyFans account and started making money, does not have the LLC now, can she now at the end of the year get an escort? She cannot. She has to have an active LLC. You cannot file an S-Corp if you don't at least have an LLC or a corporation. You need to have a business entity registered with your secretary of state. And to make the S-Corp election, you either have to have a corporation or an LLC. So she's late. She's made $100,000. This is where, especially for OnlyFans and content creators, my clients in that area, a lot of them really pay for tax advisory services all year round for this exact reason, because you have to be proactive when you're in that industry and you are making a lot of money in a short amount of time. You really want to be proactive and not wait until the end of the year because she's screwed without an LLC. The money is going out the door in taxes. We can try to find other deductions and other do other strategies to mitigate, mitigate but you know we can put away in her retirement. We can do some things like that. 
she doesn't need an LLC to have a solo 401k. So, you know, there's strategies there that we can do, but in terms of just saving on the self-employment tax, that money has to be paid regardless. And so, yeah, it's, it's not great. And tax advisory right there is just, it's going to save you proactive. You've got to be proactive in order to save them the money on taxes. Yeah, that four-letter word, FICA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anybody that's ever paid taxes knows about FICA, whether you know it or not. Yeah. FICA comes down at the end of the year, and that is it. You have to, you have to pay. And the amount of money that you're going to pay is based on your tax strategies throughout the year. Here's something about FICA that always confused me when I was early in my career was I thought, okay, well, you know, in FICA, you pay half of your self-employment tax, which is your Medicare, Social Security, um, some unemployment. No, the business pays the unemployment, but you're paying the Medicare and the Social Security half of the 15.3. The business is taking the other half. They can deduct it the business, if you were an S-Corp, you could deduct that as a business expense, your 7.65% of what you paid. Or if you're filing on a Schedule C, you can deduct half of it um, on your above the line deduction. So I was always confused, like, I don't get it. What's the big deal with FICA? You just pay half. And then as I moved through my schooling, I realized, oh, no, no, you're paying the full 15.3% because you still have to remit, remit your 7.65 and your 7.65. You have to physically give that money to the IRS. It is out of your hands. And then the deduction that you take, it's just going to lower your taxable income. It's not dollar for dollar. It's based on your marginal tax rate. Gives you a little bit of a break, but I, in my head, I always thought, well, you just get to deduct half of it. So you're only paying half, but you're not. And that's why it hits people really hard because you are actually, you're actually going to say to your OnlyFans friend, I would have to say, you don't have an LLC. We've exhausted all the other strategies. You're at $100,000. You have to write a check for $15,300 and pay it. And that's where it hits people hard. It's like the money is actually going out the door. Yeah. And that, that hurts so hard. <laughs> Ooh, it is rough. It's rough. Even for little littler businesses than that. And that's why they say once you start getting to $40,000, you start thinking about it because even for littler businesses, $6,000, you know, you've, oh, sorry, you only yeah. made, you know, $40,000, $50,000, but we can't do the S election. You pay $6,000. That's a lot for people to say yeah. now. And then that's just not even on top of your federal taxes that you have to pay or your state mm -hmm. taxes. And so it adds up, yeah, even if you're a little discussion. business, it adds up quick. Yeah. Yeah. And like these girls, they, you know, they're making this money and they're spending this money as quick as they're making it. And then at the end of the year when it's like, okay, well, you made a hundred thousand dollars because that's what we're using it for easy numbers. You have this hundred thousand dollars, you have this $15,000 tax. It doesn't matter that you traveled the world and got into all these things and bought all these things. It doesn't help you. <laughs> and you're still going to end up paying uncle Sam $15,300. It doesn't go anywhere. So at the end of the year, if you weren't saving all that money, you're going to have a really hard time paying those taxes to Uncle Sam. Well, that's why you, you know, and I actually have seen this a fair amount with my content creators and, you know, professional athletes where they make a lot of money in a really short amount of time. If you don't have a tax advisor that is telling you, okay, you need to save money for management fees. Make sure your management is paid. We need to have a separate bank account for your payroll. You need to be making your estimated taxes. They are not thinking about any of this. They are out there 
hustling, making a lot of money, doing mm -hmm. what they do. And then, yeah, they all of a sudden are hit with everything and they've, you know, done all of the fun things throughout the year, but now reality kind of sets in. And it's just better to have someone who they can check in with throughout the year. They can have their tax advisor. They can have their financial advisor. They can have their lawyer, their little team to just help guide them so that they're, they are putting money in the various buckets that they need to, to set themselves up for future success and also still live a wonderful life because you can do both especially if you're chunking it out over the year and you're saying, okay, let's put a little bit here and a little bit here and a little bit here. Now go to Costa Rica and we'll see you when you come back. Okay. You're, you know, and then they can still have fun, live their life, buy their fancy things, live a wonderful life. And then at the end of the year, they've got it put away because they have the people in place to help guide them. You need that. A lot of yeah. people need that. Lots of small business owners need it. It's just, it's hard to juggle. And no one wants to do yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. So you made a good point with the strategies. So if you're here, make sure you're subscribing to the channel for more tax strategies. And we will see you guys next time.